So this is our BCI after the cattle chat podcast because we had we still had more stuff to say. Bob and I were still arguing about the AI for cows, and then he he had a story that he wanted to tell us that. He knew he couldn't hold till next week because this is like a brand new fresh story that happened when you were an undergrad. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, it starts with Brian's joke. Brian's got to tell his joke first before this story makes any sense. Okay. I, I'm not sure that's going to help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is the ratio of a cow's circumference to its diameter? And of course, no one knows. It's cow pie. <laughs> Ah, see, it's really funny. So the pie thing. Well, so this is my story. So, but this sent this sent Bob to the board as a professor to draw us out and explain how you calculate pi three point one four based on the area and diameter. Yeah. And there's a bunch of scribbles on the whiteboard behind Bob, but I still don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's important. I mean, okay. It's, it's pi for crying out loud. Yeah. So for those who said. I'm never going to use high school geometry. Right. Here's your instance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when I was an undergrad, uh, there was a, a student at K-State that had the Guinness Book of World Records for reciting pi to the most digits. Because, you know, it's pi 3.14, but it actually goes on infinitely. Right? And so that's actually kind of a, an impressive feat to, like, among all the people in the world that have recited pi, he could recite more digits. The, the thing that was kind of funny was uh, my, my sister was here in undergrad at the same time I was, and this guy met her, and that was his pickup line was, hey, do you want to hear me recite pi? <laughs> I mean, may, maybe for some people that would be quite a good pickup line, uh, but not for everyone. Yeah, I, I'm not sure that's for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so how far can you recite pi to? 3.14. Yeah, me too. That's, yeah. that's as far as Nine, I did. Five, six. Yeah, Brian's, Brian's good. He's got more than intellect. So we, so we were actually talking about the AI for cows earlier and the back and forth, and we've had some back and forth on that. And, and I think there are some real opportunities, but you do have to do it well, and you have to, to pick well. We didn't get into picking the bulls, but the, the other part of it is it allows you to make some selections. So if you have commercial cows and I'm selling calves at weaning, I may still want to keep some heifers, mm -hmm. in which case I could breed some cows that I want to mother to heifers, heifers to get my heifers I'm going to keep because they won't be out of my herd bull, especially if I've got a small herd. And, and then so here's another thing you'd have to, and it would be nice if Dustin was here, but it no, you it's use, and now you can talk about economics all you want. That's what I was going to do. Yeah. Was now we could use sect semen, which is actually a technology that has some real benefits, but our, our, our pregnancy rate is just a little bit lower using sext semen. And so now I've got a little bit, again, my, my cost per pregnancy goes up because the sex semen is more expensive and I get a few fewer of them pregnant, but I know they're the replacement heifers that I want. And so I think it's something that you should consider. I'm just not sure that it fits well with everyone well and we mentioned this it's it's been at least a few weeks ago that you know with cows we maybe don't have the same concerns with calving ease for the for the bull you know so it's the the bull we would pick for ai for cows is probably a different bull with different goals than we would have for our heifer groups and which so is, you yeah which is why i want to make heifers out of my cows right, yep. because then yep. I, i'm not restricted by i gotta get a low calving bull 
to breed to my heifers, but then I also want to keep the heifers out of those heifers, which becomes more challenging. So if I can breed my cows with a heavier birth weight and produce good new heifers to keep in the herd. Yeah, I but I I go back. You know, the thing is, yeah, we can talk about all the advantages of AI, but if you can't do it right, there are there are huge downsides too that you really I mean, you can really not do well with AI if if it's if you're not familiar with it, if you don't have the right facility, if you're just so yes, there is some upside, but there's also a very large downside too. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But and, and but it means it's an opportunity for some people, yep. and for other people, and it, it just may not work. And and that is not an insult for the people that choose it. It may not work because I'm saying that's probably me. Is is I'm probably not going to use it in in if I had a commercial herd. It with in many situations. Again, it's kind, it's kind of a pain. It, it, it is. It's kind of a pain. And um and and you know what is my source of heifers? There's just a lot of questions that that make it a very individual answer and i think you could make an individual answer that is yes i'm going to use ai on my cows or no i'm not that well that's a, that's a problem we get into when we come out with a mass recommendation say everybody must do this but the flip side is we can't always say it depends right yet you have to have an answer and and i know we don't always know the situation yeah. but you have to have an answer and when you're in the field you got to decide yes no yeah i'd say it so some of the things it depends on is what percentage of my herd already calves in the first 30 days? And if that's a low percentage, probably not going to go to AIing my cows. What's my source of replacement heifers? Is it from my own herd or am I sourcing them outside the herd? You know, And do I own my calves post weaning? Because the longer I own them, kind of the more opportunity for some of that. Because I am going to get superior genetics from an AI sire than what I can buy. Uh, and so those are all possibilities of it depends on those types of things. Well, okay, so I'll give the 20-second answer. Let's just do a quick word association. If I say cow herd and your first thought is low maintenance, then that's probably not a good place for AI. And that's what Bob mentioned during the episode. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of the guys I work with are honestly mostly farmers. And cows are an important part of their business, but um, it needs to fit in their overall farming operation. Low maintenance was not my first thought. He said do word association, so I'm thinking in my head, what was your first when he says cow herd, what's your first word? Cows. <laughs> That's in the word. <laughs> you can't, you can't, what's your first thought, Philip? Cow herd. Pastor. Yeah. Heifer. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> Bull. Bigger problem. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't you, Brian. I, you you got to keep your first word to yourself. But I, I, I do think there are some thoughts there as you, as you go through that process of thinking of, of when that would work. The other thing we talked about, and man, we're excited about the, we're getting rain, right? And that it makes everything. All of a sudden the grass is going to be great this year. It, I mean, it just turned from brown to. Is it not amazing how fast your attitude can change? Yeah, my attitude changes way faster than the grass does. And I've been telling the boys, we're t I'm like, man, it is beautiful today. Yesterday when it was 40 and raining and the wind was blowing it sideways, I'm like, it is such a beautiful day. Okay just we have a broad listening audience so before you brag too much and we get too much bad at bci <laughs> twitters some people didn't but some yeah, people didn't get rain some people didn't get we rain. did yeah, yeah. but we haven't had rain in a long time no. so and everybody knows that feeling of when you have i mean we had dust 
in February, which is pretty rare for this part of the country. Other parts that may be more normal, but it's nice to see a little bit of rain. But it does kind of change your attitude really quickly. And when you see those first sprigs of grass come up, you're like, man, this is this is going to be a good week. Let's buy more cows. Let's buy more cows. <laughs> so right? I, I wouldn't jump there that fast, Bob. Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> hey, but I actually did. So I was going to ask the group. So I had that thought when it started raining. I was like, so we've been talking a lot about drought management strategies and herd reductions and culling is all do we change have we changed no. our thoughts on i'm, I'm, that I'm getting way over i, I am <laughs> excited by rain but that and because a lot of the drought problems carry over so it's it's rain that was supposed to be here this fall that impacts this next growing season a lot and we still didn't get the rain last fall that rain now doesn't change that no and and i mean we, maybe we get one to two inches out of this or something like that and if we don't get another one to two inches for another month or so, this didn't help a whole lot. No, absolutely. But it does, I, I think overall, Brian, the the picture that we see from the rain coming, but still the cow herd is decreasing. You look at the economists and you look at some of the information that's out there and the, and the cow herd is still decreasing in size. Well, and so you, you mentioned ag economists and Dustin's not here, but my understanding is there's actually like ag economist humor and one ag economist joke i heard was something like uh, how do you know that the corn market went up it rained on LaSalle street LaSalle is in <laughs> chicago where they're the, so see again that, I, know, I, i'm gonna go with the same thing that i told brian if you have to explain your joke when it is completed that's not that does not fit the qualities of a joke it's, but but picture ag economists around each other telling ag economics jokes I mean, just kind of picture that and, you know, cut them some slack. <laughs> cut them some slack. All right, Bob. So this is the, the Kansas trivia portion, which Brian and Philip can play, but I know this is right in your alley. Uh, the inventor of the calculator for Texas Instruments, where was he from? I'm not sure I know this, and this is really embarrassing. Actually, not calc. I should, I should uh, speak better. Not calculator. Uh, worked for Texas Instruments and built the first integrated circuit board or microchip and received the 2000 Nobel Prize for Physics. I would accept either his name, where he's from, or the year he was born. Okay, he was born in uh, 1925, and he is from uh, Wichita. Close. Jack Kilby, 1923, Great Bend. Okay, there you go. So... Now, this one is for, because it's basketball season, this one is for uh, Brian and Philip. When was James, who, who, <laughs> see this, I can't do the question. The inventor of basketball was James Naismith, and where was he from, or what year was he born? I think he was from Connecticut. Upstate. Massachusetts, I think. Okay. All right, so I just listened to a podcast that said he wasn't the inventor of basketball. He stole the invention from this 18-year-old kid that came up with it, and he got all the press because he had friends in the press. Really? Yes. It's going to come out soon that, that Nay Smith. There's a book that just got published. It's called Nay, N-A-Y, Smith. Like, uh, Nay, so, no. So we're going to go backwards on that. But, you know, the, the invention in and of itself, throwing a ball through a hoop— I got to think that had been around for a while. Well, and that you think that's right up there with the circuit board Nobel Prize winning? No, I think the circuit board took some took some time. A little more than throwing a ball in a 
peach basket. Yeah, a little more than throwing a ball in a peach basket. All right, last whoa, 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 what was the answer? Uh, Naismith was 1861 to 1939. He, this, my Kansas thing, says he's from Lawrence. but I don't, that, I don't That's know. where he moved. That's where he moved, after but that doesn't say where he's from. So I'm asking, you, I'm asking you trivia without knowing the answers to the questions. What makes it easier no, for me so, to yeah. tell you if you're right Springfield, or not? Springfield, Massachusetts, it's where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. That's okay. supposedly where he invented basketball. But I'm going to just throw out there's a conspiracy theory that yeah, I'm not sure he did. He was just, yeah, there you go. No, I'm not going to do it. You guys are right. You got the Kansas trivia. See, Bob's Bob's hard to best at Kansas trivia. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us for a little bit, and thanks for joining us. As always, if you have questions, thoughts, or comments, you can contact us on Twitter at the underscore BCI or email us at bci at ksu.edu.